So the other day, uh, I talked a little bit about fasting. I'm going to just real briefly summarize some of the things I said and then add some things new because this is so misunderstood um, as part of our Christian faith and tradition. Um, you know, the, the Pharisees, we, we come from the Jews, and even the Pharisees made a big point of fasting. You know that they fasted twice a week. We Catholics grumble, we got to fast twice a year. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Now, we don't eat meat during all the Fridays of Lent, but we're talking fasting. And so here the Pharisees fasted twice a week. Now, why did they fast twice a week? They fasted on Thursdays and Mondays because it was believed that that was the days of the ascent and the descent of Moses on Mount Sinai. So they believed that he went up on a month, Monday or Thursday and down on a Monday. So this was the ascent and descent of Moses on Thursday. So they fasted twice a week. Now we Catholics grumble because we have to do it twice a year. Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, and Good Friday, the end of Lent. Now, a quick recap of what I said the other day. Um, you know, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are days of fast for Latin Catholics ages 18 to 59. It's capped at 59 for maybe health reasons. And this means only one normal meal, a modest meal, and then two small meals that together don't equal a meal. And for most of us who are in decent health, that, that's really not that hard. Um, now, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, as I said the other day, are also days of abstinence, which means no meat. Now, that's for ages 14 and up, all the way till you die, because meat is not required to survive. And so, um, and I'm not aware of any medical conditions, you have to eat meat. I mean, it's good, protein, but anybody age 14 and up, is required to do this. And I mentioned all Fridays throughout the whole year, our day of penance, when we're not supposed to eat meat. But the USCCB says that you can eat meat on outside of Lent on Fridays if you give up something else, okay? And so uh, that's what I said the other day. So I wanted to give a quick recap, but there's more here because both Brother Alex from Isaiah read all about fasting and now our Lord is focusing in his words on fasting. So what do we do as Catholics? Well, first of all, we are to fast before mass. Now again, the church has been very lenient that it's only an hour. I mean, it used to be at least from midnight the night before until you receive Holy Communion. And then it used to be uh, the whole day. And so um, we've gotten much too lenient, I think. Um, and by fasting, why? I mentioned this the other day, because we control the passions of the body and the spirit should control the flesh, not the other way around. And then we free our souls for prayer, our spirit. Now, refraining from food, as I mentioned, can help us bring our bodies, our flesh, under the control of the spirit. And it's a way of doing penance for past sins. The church recommends it. You know, food isn't bad, as I mentioned, but it's giving up good things to focus on what is better, God. Okay, so let's talk more now, some new stuff here. Uh, penance, this is a time of penance. And you'll hear that word a lot. And penance has two forms. You don't think of it. You usually think of not doing something, like not eating chocolate or giving up meat. But penance has two forms, doing what we don't like 
So I don't like giving up meat, but we do it today's Friday in Lent. So it's doing what we don't like, but it's also not doing what we like. It's both. It's, so it's not doing like what we like, like not eating meat, but it's also doing what we don't like, like taking a cold shower. You've heard me say that before. That's the hardest penance for me. On a cold winter morning when you're, 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 you know, cold room and you're, you're getting into the shower, there is nothing worse than a cold shower, but it is, it's a great penance if you're able to do it. Now, eating food we don't like is another form of penance. We always think of not eating food we like, but eating food we don't like, like one food that I just, just can't do is olives. Even though I like olive oil, I can't. I can't eat olives. It's just like the worst. And then I think, well, Jesus did in the garden of olives. So that's another form of penance, giving up something you like, like a hamburger today, but also eating food you don't like, like for me, olives. And so, <clears throat> you know, we can give up things like internet or TV, not just food. But the gospel message here is one of self-denial. Fasting doesn't mean just from food. As I said, we can fast from our TV programs, or, or mainly our will. Self-denial and detachment from things that consume us. And that's really powerful. Now, why? Because there are two types of concupiscence, all right? There's concupiscence of the body, meaning our tendency to do bad things, like our body would be just to eat, sleep, and fulfill sexual desires. That's concupiscence of the body. And, but there's also concupiscence of the soul, okay? A spiritual laziness. Um, but anyway, let's look at this. So bodily concupiscence is a tendency of our will to choose to satisfy all body appetites. So we overeat, um, oversexed, over, over comfort. This is what our society tells us to do today. To choose the things that appear to bring pleasure even if reason tells us that it isn't good, like lust. I mean, deep down inside, we know lust isn't good. And concupiscence of the soul also is a problem because it is an unreasonable self-absorption that disregards right and wrong for our will. Like, oh, well, that's not a life in the womb. I can't be inconvenienced right now, so I'm going to have an abortion. Or um, marriage, I, I'm physically attracted to uh, same sex, so I'm going to redefine marriage. No, that's concupiscence of the soul. Lying to protect yourself, that's another example of concupiscence of the soul. Self-focus. And so, how do we break this? All right, we start with the body to free the soul. That's what you do. We can become so attached to the world that things become our gods. So, um, and this is ironic, because this is where fasting and abstinence can help us to become full and satisfied. You don't normally think of fasting and not eating as a way to become full. You can, because for God alone, not the things of the world, can satisfy us. God alone. And the deepest hunger starts in the soul, not in the belly. And only God can fill that. And so detachment on earth is practice for how it will be in heaven. 
will be attached to nothing in heaven, not even our pets. I mean, we were, I was visiting a, a, a great group of people last night. We did mass and had, you know, um, a visit and we were comparing our dogs. I was talking about my dog, Rocky, and they had a, a, a beautiful lab puppy. Nobody loves dogs more than I do. But when I gave the church teaching that we will not be attached to our pets in heaven, woo, did I get smoked on letters, uh, saying how insensitive I am and, and, and how arrogant I am to say such a thing. Well, it's not my teaching. This is the teaching of the church. God gives us these things on earth to help us. But when we're in heaven, it's only God. There is no other attachments, no matter how much I miss Rocky. I mean, there are animals in heaven. Yes, they're not our particular animals because only humans have rational, immortal souls. And I know people hate that, but that's not my teaching. That's, I'm just giving you the teaching of the church. But anyway, God alone fills that hunger. All right. Now, detachment on earth is practice for heaven because only God will we be attached to. We will only hunger for God. We will not be sad in heaven if our pets aren't there. And even surprisingly, if your loved ones aren't there, that's shocking to most people. I remember people saying, well, if my pet isn't in heaven, I don't want to go to heaven. And it was Father Michael Schmitz who said, if you feel you need your pet to be happy in heaven, then maybe you're not ready for heaven. And, and I thought that was a, a good point. But it's the same with people. Surprisingly, we will not be sad if our loved ones are not there because justice was done. They chose not to be in heaven. They would be miserable. Uh, they chose themselves. And so in a weird way, we, we understand that justice. And um, so why is this important? Because that's why on earth we're called to keep the commandments. Keep the great commandments. Love God first love your neighbor second, and yourself a distant third. This is the meaning of Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are the perfect way to do that. Prayer is loving God first. Um, almsgiving is loving your neighbor next. And fasting is loving yourself least. Because you're denying yourself. So think about that. God says love God first, neighbor second, and doesn't even mention you know, focusing on yourself. And prayer, fasting, and almsgiving in Lent are the perfect way to do that. Prayer is our way to love God first. Show your need for him. Thank him. Adore him. Uh, tell him you're sorry. Um, and so prayer is a way to love God first. And then almsgiving, giving to the needy, is a way to love your neighbor next. And then fasting is a way not to love yourself. You're denying yourself. You're breaking that attachment. What a beautiful tradition in our church, mocked and spit upon by basically all of society today. And here it is, the teaching of Christ. And so fasting is to detach from ourselves. Almsgiving is to focus on others. And praying is to bring it all to God. And so what a gift. Um, you know, and don't, you know, do this for our, ourselves. Don't draw attention to yourself, uh, but you detach from your will, um, you know, not to be recognized by giving a gift, for instance. And to finish, um, 
The Holy Father a while ago said, fasting helps us overcome indifference for those who are homeless, hungry, or suffering. Um, he said, we show no interest in their lives, their stories, or their needs, or their future most of the time. But how many times did their pleading faces make us look the other way as we walk by? He said, when we get used to something, we also become indifferent. So fasting can build solidarity with those who go without. Every night when um, we say the blessing of the food, when I do the blessing, I always say, Heavenly Father, um, please send the Holy Spirit down to bless our food, bless our fellowship, and please bless those who go without. And when we fast, we, we, we are united with them in that kind of way. And so again, to finish, um, you know, we don't want to become indifferent. Fasting can build solidarity. But again, don't become like the Pharisees, uh, putting the law ahead. You know, if, I've, I've said it before. If somebody invites you to eat and you don't have a chance to tell them about not eating meat on Friday and they make you this beautiful dinner and they didn't know, um, and it's a Friday during Lent, and they make you this big, beautiful steak, and they went through tons of trouble, and you get there. One of my novice brothers did this when we were in novitiate, and we went over to dinner, and he's like, sorry, I can't eat that. And they were mortified. They, they first felt they offended him, and, and secondly, I mean, they went through all that trouble, and then they thought that he was angry. It was like, no, you eat it. Now, again, I said before, that doesn't mean you come up and say, hey, you know, if you happen to make food, uh, you know, a steak tonight, uh, just don't tell me and then I can eat it. No, 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 doesn't do that either. And so don't lose the purpose of fasting. Um, you know, we, we, we have to know the importance here. Um, you know, we talk about uh, many ways that we can den deny ourselves, uh, but prayer fasting and almsgiving is a beautiful way, if done with love, that we can truly live the Lenten message that Christ gives us, and Isaiah does too, about love God first, neighbor second, and ourselves a distant third. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. 
Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.